Hello, everybody, and welcome to Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet strategic choices you can make and I can make to becoming the best version of ourselves. My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and I am the host of this podcast, and I'm here today with Amy Seifert, motivational speaker, author, and a part of our DMB coaching community, fellow life coach. I'm really pleased to be able to have this conversation with you. And what are our three words today? Kick us off. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. I'm going to give a shout out to one of my favorite life coaches and consultants. His name is Brian Kite. Mm -hmm. And he actually has this really cool phrase called no B C D. What is that? (laughs) So no blaming. Oh yeah. No complaining and no defensiveness. In fact, he would say that if you can remove all complaining, all blaming and all defensiveness from your life, and I fully agree, and I've been sharing his thoughts all over the country now, that you are going to be happier and probably actually more productive and on your way to becoming the best version of yourself. But I've also been thinking, I think there's an E. I think there's an E that we should add to B, C, D, and that is excuses. Imagine a life, Amy where every one of us decided no more blaming, Ooh. no more complaining, mm-hmm. which is our default within culture, oh, yeah. no defensiveness. If someone comes to me and starts sharing with me something that is hard about how I need to grow or things, something I need to change, then I'm not going to be defensive. But then on top of it, what if I refused to make excuses for the things that are taking place in my life? Because in many ways, when we make excuses What we're doing is we're saying, this is why this poor choice is okay. Right. Which in many ways is why we love when we get excused absences from school or excused absences from work. What it's saying is you missed work. It's a real thing. Or you missed school. It's a real thing. But it's excused because it's okay that it happened. But oftentimes our choices and oftentimes the things that we're doing, they're not okay. Right. And so we just need to own those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes me think about you. You said your favorite um, uh, fellow life coach, this author, Paul Tripp, he has this book called Parenting, and Mm. he's got this idea of owning your cup. Um, Right. Tell me more. Yeah, I'll tell you. So um, so say I have this mug and it's full of coffee Mm. and I walk around all day. And if I bump into you, what's going to spill out on you, Michael? Coffee. Coffee, right? right? So whatever's in my mug is going to spill Uh, out. It's not about who's bumping into me throughout the day and that they're making me X, Y, and Z. Whatever's in my mug. So it's often he talks about this idea of like my kids are making me so frustrated or my Mm. kids are driving me crazy. No, they're not. You have frustration and entitlement and bitterness in your cup and that's spilling out. So own your cup and you can can dump that cup cup out so many times a day and refill with love and joy and peace and hope. And that's going to spill out. Own your cup. It matters what's in there. So you're not making excuses. You're not blaming everyone around you. It's what's going on inside. Well, and excuses, they get us stuck in mediocrity because there's this idea that if I'm making an excuse, I'm blaming not a choice. I'm not taking ownership for my choice, but I'm actually looking at a circumstance and I'm blaming a circumstance for this situation that I find myself in. But whenever I'm blaming a circumstance, whenever I'm making an excuse, it gets me stuck because this thing that's happening outside of me is what's causing my life to be hard or difficult or unproductive or even miserable. Mm -hmm. When I take 100% ownership and refuse to make excuses, not excuses for others, 
in the behavior that they're right, exhibiting right. around me, mm-hmm. which I think is oftentimes we're making excuses for other people to protect our own reputation and to, and to not seem like they're not okay, but also excuses mostly for myself. You know, I've been working in higher education for the past 25 years. And interestingly, I have uh, encountered literally at this point, thousands and thousands of college students, many of which will occasionally fa- fail a test. A few of which will actually fail a class. Uh-huh. But here's what's interesting. In my 25 years working on a college campus, I have never once, honestly, never once had a student come to me and say, Michael Brown, I failed this test. Michael Brown, I've failed this class because I dropped the ball, because I was lazy, because I was undisciplined, because I didn't go to class, because I didn't turn in my assignment. 100% of the time in 25 years when I've had those conversations with students, it has been an excuse why it was okay that they failed the test or failed the class. My professor was a horrible teacher. Oh yeah. The syllabus was confusing. The reading was too hard. The the assignments were too difficult and unreasonable. Never once. It's all that outside. All outside. Everybody else. But imagine, I've been doing this for 25 years. Never once has someone come and said, I dropped the ball and I was not the best version of me and I didn't do what I needed to do. It just becomes, quite honestly, epidemic. Excuses Uh become epidemic and we just keep creating excuses, which then keeps us in this posture, Amy, Mm -hmm. of powerlessness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which is really interesting. I was thinking as you were talking, how much power we then give everybody else around Mm. us or the circumstances like, oh my gosh, I'm so powerless. Poor me. It puts me in this, you know, woe is me situation. Instead of being like, actually, I can own a lot here. There's, I, I have a lot of control and a lot of power. I can make some choices that can affect so much. And this is going to sound radical, but what if moving forward from this day, from the first time you've heard this podcast to say, I am no longer going to make an excuse for anything, but I'm going to take 100% ownership for everything. So say for instance, let's make this very practical. I'm showing up late at work. I don't say any longer, well, my alarm clock didn't go off. That would be an excuse. Right. But I, I, how often has that really happened? I mean, I right. think we say that a lot. Right. But how often does the alarm clock continually not go off? It could be the fact that I didn't set the alarm clock. Right. But to actually say, I didn't set the alarm clock or the battery ran out. But to actually own it, I am late and I'm sorry and I apologize. Yes. Or instead of saying, the traffic was crazy. 100% ownership. The traffic's always crazy at 8 a.m. So I'm going to take ownership and say, I should have left for work earlier. Mm-hmm. Or this idea, I hear this phrase a lot, this t- this idea that time just got away from me. Yeah. Time yeah. doesn't get away from people. We choose on any given moment to be able to make choices how we invest or how we spend our time. It's, it's, it's a little radical, but I'm just wondering, as we do that and as we train ourselves to stop making excuses and take full ownership, how quickly, how rapidly in the right direction would our lives change for the better? I think it would be huge for our our integrity and our Mm. character as well. The guy who's always making excuses, you're like, can I trust him? There's always something. There's always something going on. And you're just like, I can't lean on you. I can't um, build things upon you. But if someone is owning, like, yeah, I didn't, 
I didn't do X, Y, and Z. I, it's my issue. Integrity I, and character. I, I, right? I appreciate you saying that. I didn't, I didn't consider it at first, but even you, you sharing it makes me think about this idea that excuses, you said it, erode trustworthiness. Yes. That I can't trust you if I don't know what excuse you're gonna have at any given moment for the fact that you didn't perform or didn't produce or didn't show up. Whereas if you take ownership, even though it was the exact same situation, I now trust you because you're actually owning it. And the minute you own it and apologize for it potentially, if it needed an apology, I now trust you to make changes that I don't have to worry about the next time. Whereas if it's always an excuse outside of you, I'm always gonna wonder, I'm always going to worry, what does this mean down the road. Yeah. You know, talking about ownership, I was thinking for those of you who might be listening, and I know we've talked a little, little bit about this off camera, is that when we take ownership, I think there's three tremendous benefits. The first of which is regarding my reputation. The second of which is regarding my relationships. And the third of which is regarding my resolve. Let's interact about those a little bit. So the first of which is reputation. You said it, we've talked about it. But if I take full ownership and refuse to make excuses, I actually, my reputation in the eyes of others is gonna drastically improve. Yes. Because how can I not trust someone who takes ownership in any given moment? In fact, I think there'll even be jealousy, a healthy jealousy, like, wow, that person never makes excuses, but takes complete 100% ownership. I think as we do that, our reputation is going to grow. I think we think the opposite is going to happen. Yes. If I take ownership, people are going to say, well, well, he's a loser or she's irresponsible or they're not predictable. Not true. Right. But when I make excuses, that's when I create mm-hmm. a reputation that begins to deteriorate and begins to be a little bit questionable. I think secondly, in regards to relationships, if I am not making excuses, so say for instance, I get a little bit snippy with my wife of 27 years. For instance, never would do that, right? (laughs) Um, But say for instance, I'm impatient with my children, Uh but I made an excuse like it was a really hard day at work versus, sweetheart, I was wrong and I am sorry and will you forgive me? Uh, My attitude is not in a good place And and my words hurt you. And, and she's take, got grace for you in that moment because you admitted your need and your failure, right? Yeah. But if you're always putting like, no, it's something else. Like, well, and Amy, it doesn't. <laughs> that's so funny you said grace. How would you define grace? Um, grace is getting what you don't deserve. Now, in, in, from what I recall, you've written a book recently that comes out soon. Yes. And it's on grace. T- talk about how this idea of grace and excuse making tie together. Yeah. Okay. So my book is called Grace Looks Amazing on You. Um, okay. And... I mean, again, just like we said, when I admit need and failure and weakness and you own it, you're left there and all is left, like all that you have is is God's grace and love and mercy still on you, even though you're now in the hole standing there like, I yeah. feel like an idiot. And people's grace, the people around you yes. need to offer that same kind of grace yeah. to be able to say, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. There's there's still love for you. It's not like contingent upon your performance here, like mm-hmm. there's still this love and acceptance of you, but the more you pile on those excuses, it yes. gets harder to want to extend grace in that situation. Yeah. And, and as one of my dear friends once said, that a world filled with excuses right. is a world that has no room for grace. Right, so good. Because in being able to actually dispel the excuses 
and to be able to actually say, I will accept grace from God. You mentioned mm-hmm. the spiritual dimension, yeah. but also from one another, from our spouses, from our friends, from our family, from our coworkers, from our neighbors. Yes, yeah. because humility invites grace. So when, you, when you're honest right there and you're like, yes. I blew it, you're like, Yes, you did. Thank you. And not only does humility promote grace, humility also increases honor. Yes. Because now I respect you. So there is the reputation. There is the relationships. And I'll close with this. The third benefit of not making excuses is that now I have resolve. Yeah. I I can actually change. I can actually make changes in the moment to change the course of my life. Mm-hmm. Instead of making an excuse, I actually can take back that ownership. Mm-hmm. I can take back control and I can actually choose to not blame the things around me, but actually own and no longer make excuses. So Amy, say it with me. Stop, Stop making, making excuses. excuses. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.